Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Hey, welcome everyone and thank you once again for joining me on an impromptu episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that this day has met each and every one of you in great health, great strength, and most importantly, in great spirits. And as always, before beginning, I'd like to start by giving all honor, all praises, and all glory to none other than Father God Almighty his son, Jesus Christ, and of course, the Holy Spirit, because without them, I am nothing. I can do nothing. So I guess I'm back again with another impromptu episode. And actually... I was supposed to have done an episode previously involving this very same person, but because I was so busy trying to get season five ready, I did not want to fall behind. And that was far more important. And I decided, you know, just let it go because everyone else had already covered it. And by time I did get around to getting some time to like tackle it it was way in advance and I said you know what just let it go and then lo and behold here comes unfortunately another incident so here I am this is episode number 117 and the Well, actually, today is March 15th. The time now is currently 11.24 p.m. Where I'm at, temperature's 42 degrees. It's been a little chilly these past couple of days, but hey, it's okay. At least we're not knee-deep in snow. So, and it's not a hurricane, so to God be the glory. So, I'm just going to... I guess jump in to my topic. Now, yesterday when I came home from work, I was busy mending some pants. And while I'm busy mending my pants, I decided to put on something to keep me occupied while I'm you know, mending my pants. So as I'm going down, well, actually, 
for some reason I ended up on Instagram. And as I ended up on Instagram, well, actually, no, I did not end up on Instagram. I had a notification from Instagram and it was from B Mac Writes. And what happened was her title. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting because, you know, normally you don't see her covering those types of things. And I'm like, this got to be something because, you know, I know this lady, she's not into mess and confusion. So it, it, for her to cover this, it must be something. And lo and behold, she was talking about something that went on in the pulpit, but she never said who the name of this person was. And I'm like thinking to myself, exactly who, who's this female first lady that went viral? And anyway, so I sat and I listened to her. And I'm thinking to myself, well, who's this? So I tried to put in first lady that went viral, but nothing comes up. Then I put pasta that went viral. And nothing really still came, but uh, uh, several stuff came up. And then something said to me, but who, who would go viral saying whatever it is that B Mac was talking about? I'm like, something tells me it's the same person that a few months ago was cussing out her members online and I said let me just put in her name and lo and behold indeed it was her and this is so sad when you are becoming known at this point as being the cussing pastor it is truly truly very very sad the church, I don't even want to say is becoming a disgrace, but it has become a disgrace. And it's, it's, it's really sad because, you know, there are still a lot of great churches and real pastors that are out there. But oftentimes they are overlooked, overshadowed, not even seen. Because, you know, oftentimes they don't get the support. And instead, support goes towards people like this lady, by the way, who shouldn't even be a pastor. But that's another story. And it is really so sad. It really, really is sad. And no, there's no jealousy. Because I'll be honest with you. Whatever God has given me, I'm good with it. I don't need more than what God has ordained for me to have. The most important thing that I do, what he has told me to do. And that's it. So it's not about a numbers game for me or anything like that. Because if that's what, you know, that was the case, <laughs> I'd have been stopped this podcast a long time ago. Trust me. I'd have done hang up this particular podcast. There's a whole lot of things out there that I can talk about. Trust me, uh, if I really want to get a podcast with numbers, 
you can but that's not how this operates so yeah so as I listened to be mad give her take on the commentary without saying who this particular person was I I couldn't help but you know wonder to myself but what exactly is the church coming to it is really sad and you know I thank God that I did have the opportunity throughout my lifetime to be able to discover some good and true churches and even pastors and I thank God because and most importantly I thank God that I know who his son Jesus Christ is because if I didn't know who Christ you know is and I'm coming into the game today looking at everything that's going on in the church I think I would turn back around and go back out the door I'll be honest but because I do know the word of God, I might not know everything, but I know enough to keep me out of hell or to help me to enter into the kingdom of everlasting life. The choice is mine, whether I want to know it or not, but I know enough to be held accountable when that time comes. And I have to stand before God if I have not repented. So what I'm going to do here first is I'm going to play a clip of this video that went viral by the cousin pastor. Not pastor. The cousin Pasta, pasta. And then I will come back and I guess I will give my commentary on it. And I just want to let some folk know that if you haven't seen it, which I'm sure by now everyone has heard and seen it, do not be surprised by what you hear. Sometimes you just have to share the truth as it is, raw. And that's exactly what I will be doing because that's the way she put it out there. So I will be back. So I'll see you back in a few. Woman says she's a prophetess. She got a word for my husband. I said, no, you ain't got a word for him. You got a word for us. Natasha Davis. I told you, I'm not your typical first lady. This first lady, fight. And if I catch you in the street, I warned you. I warned you. I'm a Brooklyn chick. That I never changed. I'm just an anointed Brooklyn chick. And I'm coming for that ass. 
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And also, please forgive me because my voice is still, I'm slowly getting it back, but it's not 100% still. So yeah, you just heard a snippet of some of what this episode is actually going to be about. And of course, there will be some more. Now, a couple of things that I want to touch base on as far as to that piece of snippet that you just heard. Um, By the way, for those of you who may not know, this is Pastor Jamila Gooden, as she refers to herself. She calls herself pastor and overseer of Unity Church CCM in Charlotte, North Carolina. She's also the host and founder of the Chronicle Car Movement. And that's where she started, actually, where she started out on YouTube. And I remember very well when she started out on YouTube. Back in, I believe it was 2016 or 17, I was still living in the Caribbean. I remember that very well. At that time, she hadn't had a church. And yeah, the husband looked a lot different than the one we're looking at right now. Well, the husband looked totally different than the one that is the subject of this particular podcast episode. Let's put it that way. So before I go any further, I want to touch on a few things that she said in that little piece that we just heard. Because now this is supposed to be a pastor slash first lady. She can't make up her mind which one she wants to be well the first thing she says um i am not a typical first lady now let's stop there for one second where exactly in the bible is there a title of first lady Now, Peter, who was an apostle, who also helped to build some of the churches, we know he had a wife because, of course, Jesus healed his mother-in-law. If I remember correctly, I think it was a fever or something. I can't remember right now offhand, but either way, that's how we knew that he was married. And anything further is outside of the Bible as far as Jewish history, where you can read more on Peter. And because I did a character study on Peter, yes, because Peter is my favorite apostle, um, you can learn a little more about Peter's wife. And what really is mentioned of her really is just the fact that they were both crucified on the same, they were killed, they were both killed, on the same day that's it we don't hear anything else about Peter's wife in scripture not to my recollection I don't know everything but I ain't no fool and I definitely know this lady does not need to be where she's at I know that much number one 
there's no such thing as first lady in the Bible. I didn't even know where the term came from to be honestly, I always thought it was a, I always looked at it as an unnecessary title. Now, pastor's wife, that I can understand because you are the pastor's wife. Nothing's wrong with that. But first lady, that is nowhere in the Bible. And I think it was last week, um, Sister Sharon from Motivating You to Win actually did a a video on this same first lady thing. And actually where this title comes from, it's in politic, politics. Well, then again, too, the church is full of politics. And of course, <laughs> her video is more than just politics, more like politics. And then she says in that statement that we just heard, that piece of audio, that snippet of audio, she says, this first lady fights. And when she says fights, she ain't talking about spiritual fight. She's talking about physically. She was up there on that stage like a WWE, what is it, WWF wrestler. She was ready to, to tear this lady to pieces. All because this lady, I guess she called, I don't know, and said, I have a word for your husband. That's all she said. Maybe the word was, Fred, you need to step down. Who knows? But either way, she was like, no, you got a word for us. Okay. But then she goes on to say, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Staten Island. What, that, what does that mean? <laughs> Don't mean anything. Not, you know, everyone is from somewhere. And she's like, but I'm an anointed Brooklyn chick. <laughs> and I'm coming for that. You fill in the rest. You heard it for yourself. And no, we ain't talking about the donkey that, you know, Balaam was beaten. No. She talking about a whole different type of donkey. Okay? She actually talking about the donkey that's on Natasha Davis Davis's body. Okay. Now, when she said she's an anointed Brooklyn chick, hmm, I'm still trying to figure out what type of anointing at this point. Now, I'm not going to discredit this lady and say she don't have a gift. I think we, we all have a gift in some way, form, or fashion. But her gift is not being put to use in the way it should be. Because number one, it is being used completely out of alignment according to the word of God. That's number one. And how are you going to put anointed and I'm coming for this blankety blank in the same sentence? That's my question. But you know what's even more scary? To hear the people in this thing that is called a church. That particular church, wherever she was ministering, I believe that's her church. Where obviously God ain't present. 
actually encouraging her. That is so sad. That is sad. And her husband just standing there like nobody business. Ahab just over there in the corner standing. He know he better not dare even try to go and take that microphone from her. Because boy, she probably would have whooped his tail right there. We probably would have been seeing that right in. The, we'd have been seeing that in addition to what we already saw in the videos that are out there. Hmm. It is so sad. What is becoming of the church? We are a laughing stock. We have no power and we are supposed to have power because if we truly are children of the living God through Christ Jesus who died for our sins, we are supposed to. But we are a laughing stock and it is so sad. And now this is not the first time Miss Gooden has had an outburst. Ms. Ms. Gooden, or Pasta, Pasta, not Pastor, Pasta, Gooden, not too long ago had an outburst once again on YouTube where she was cussing out the members of her church because they weren't sending in their tithes. Listen, right now we are in a time where a lot of us are truly feeling the pinch, especially after this whole COVID situation. Rents have skyrocketed, not by 25, 30, 40, or $50. You're talking about a hundred plus. For some people, 200 and over. And this lady, I don't, I'm not aware that she works. Her husband recently got a job. And they expect people to send in their hard-earned money. Some people were on lockdown, probably not even receiving unemployment. Because not everybody qualified for unemployment. I didn't qualify for it. But I was still in between out there working. But the work was still a lot slower than normal. But either way, we are all feeling the pinch right now, especially if you are a renter. If you still own your home, well, at least your mortgage will remain the same. But for those of us that are renting every year, our lease keeps going once upon a time, rents in the thousands was unheard of outside of places like New York City, California, Jersey, etc. And that's why most people ran to the South. Now today, guess what? You can't get nothing under so easy. People are struggling. People are struggling. People are struggling. 
I go out and I work to help to support whatever it is that God has given me to do. And like I said to him when I first started out, I said, Lord, when I don't have it, that's the end of it. I'm stopping. If people want to help, fine. They don't help. I can't kill people. But you know the strangest things? These are the type of people. This very same cussing lady that calls herself a pastor, that's a pastor, are the ones who people send their money to. I remember when she started out on Facebook asking for $7. The Lord showed me this lady since, it was either 216 or 217. Because, you know, when she first started out, she started out in the car. She didn't have a church as yet. And like I said, she had a whole different husband. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, I must have fell off somewhere. And by the time I came back, because, you know, <laughs> Facebook was constantly putting her in your face. And one thing Facebook don't do is promote the true gospel. So I knew when Facebook kept putting it in front of my face, there had to be something that was not quite correct. And the next thing I knew, they she was asking for $7 and the next thing I knew she was, she had a building and then when I looked, she had a church. And in the space of time that she began to grow so rapid, you have true men of God that don't even, that true men, true men that are called by God were not even growing at the rate she was, she, she was growing. And I knew that something wasn't quite right. So early on, I did see the Jezebel spirit on her. Now, um, someone did a nice compilation of her. So you're going to hear a couple more snippets. It's about maybe three minutes long. So I will go away once again. And I will let you take a listen to the good old pastor, Miss Jamila Gooden, commentary. I was sitting on a couch and I said, God, God, please, you got to help me in this marriage because I'm getting ready to not just shoot this man and, and back my car up on him. I'm going to lose my mind. And God. A few moments later. You don't love me. You use me. They use these leaders. You use them. If I turn them damn books over and you saw what I did for people, you wouldn't join another hate group. The same people that hate me. I wish you knew what I've done for them. Stop saying you love me because you don't. Stop it. If I told you the church lights, get ready to return that, you wouldn't give one damn dime. Stop saying you love me. You don't even know what Carl Chronicles have done for people. Natasha Davis. you I'm not your typical first lady this first lady fight and if I catch you in the street I warned you I warned you I'm a Brooklyn chick that I've never changed I'm just an anointed Brooklyn chick and I'm coming for that ass no 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 I laid it down right I laid it down and so y'all okay I know I'm gonna be in trouble I know I'm going to Cleveland
you can't say I did. I, you, this brother in the back, what's up, son? How you doing? He stood up. He like, yeah, I like her. She said, he did. You see the realness in me? Now I'm real all day. The only thing fake is my weave and my hair, and I'm still good, bald-headed. I go over to West Virginia, and I lay on my mother's grave because I said, Ma, I'm going to jail. And this time, this ain't jail. I'm going to prison. Do you know there's a difference? Okay, so um, welcome back once again. And of course, that is a compilation that someone put together of a couple of her rants. And the first one, the first piece that you heard in that last audio clip that I just played, that's of a part where she was actually speaking of the husband, not this husband that she's currently fighting, or trying both her, she's trying to kick Natasha's whatever for. It's the one before him. And then, of course, the second part is the outburst she had like a few months ago. Because I guess things, you know, are hard at her church and stuff like that. And I can understand sometimes, you know, the frustration of ministry and, you know, people taking and not pouring back in. I can understand the frustration. You know, at least she can still say she gets Okay, but either way, that's not the way to handle things. And the saddest part is oftentimes it is her always doing the talking as the lead as far as the church is concerned or as far as anything in the marriage. Now, there's two statements that I want to address here beside the point where she said she felt like killing her husband, which was the, the one before. That's just self-explanatory. But the part where she's attacking this prophetess, prophetess Natasha Davis. She said, I don't play about my husband. And then she said, she was talking to the woman, some, I guess, one of her members and asking him if he can see the realness in her and that she's real all day long. The only thing fake on her is her weave or her wig, whichever one it is. And she's good, even bald headed. Now, all of this is being done on the pulpit of her church. Now, According to her, this is supposed to be her, the house of God that she built. And then, of course, she said she went to Virginia and she was laying on her mother's grave. And, of course, she had to take a picture now. She had to take a picture to show the people on Facebook that she was laying on her mama's grave. That alone tells you attention. Because oftentimes, you know, people that are going to do stuff, they don't tell you. They do it. And then after the fact, you'll hear people say, but why didn't you tell me what was going on? They don't talk like that. They don't. 
Now, the statement I want to address at this point, starting with the part where she said she wanted, she felt like whatever it is she wanted to do to her, her husband. Now, this is not this current husband. It's the last one. This is from a video. And in the video, she's in the front seat. He's in the back seat. Oftentimes, if you look at her videos, she's the one that is always in the driver's seat. She's always the one doing the talking. Majority of the time. And the man is sitting on the passenger side. That is a clear sign of who wears the pants and who clearly has more authority. And it definitely is not according to God's word. Now she said, I don't play about my husband. I'm a little confused because I'm trying to figure out exactly which husband. Is it number one, two, the third, the fourth, or this one who happens to be the fifth? This is serious business. This is her fifth husband. I know she had a husband before this one, but I did not know that there was still three others besides this one and the one before him. Now that is serious business. Now I know there are going to be some people out there talking about the woman at the well. Yeah, the woman at the well had whatever amount of husbands. But the thing is, when she came to the well, Jesus told her to go and get her husband. She she said, I have no husband. And he told her exactly how many husbands she had. And he said, the one that you're with is not even your husband. So God knows whose husband he was. But when Jesus told her about herself, and they had that discussion about the living water, which of course translates into salvation or the gift of life at that point. She went into town and she told him, come and see a man who told me about myself. He must be the Christ. So clearly when she left, she went and others came and they also believed. So when that lady obviously left that well, whatever relationship she had with whatever, whoever that man was, cause she wasn't married to that last man. Obviously she did not go back into her sin. The past is the past. But when you are still continuing to live in the situation, that's when there is a problem. Now, next question again, because she says she don't play about her husband. I'm trying to figure out which one, because according to the Bible, if the first husband is still alive, that would be the first husband. And then I'm trying to figure out, and she was pointing. There's a one point, one part in the video where she's pointing, look at my husband. And I'm thinking to myself, um, your husband who was the husband 
to somebody else. So basically, this is what's going on. She, he is her fifth husband and she is his second wife. Tell me how this matches up according to the word of God. That's what I would like to know. And people are egging her on in this particular church. And you even got people defending her. What she has done. You calling out another prophet. You defending her. But what about the lady who she calling out and how she going to kick or, 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 whoop, or whatever the me she was saying. But you know exactly what, what, what she's trying to say. Because listen, back in the day, we, we were there too. But the thing is, when you come into Christ, it has to be different. And especially if you're trying to take a role as she's trying to take as a pastor. Number one, there's no pastors in the Bible. There's no female pastors. And, you know, people often talk about Deborah. Deborah was a judge. You can be a judge. Nothing wrong with that. You can be a female judge, female head of a corporation. But there's no female leaders that are over men. The men were called to lead as far as the things of God, as far as leading um, a church or a congregation, not women. Women can prophesy. Of course, we can evangelize. Matter of fact, every Christian, I don't even like using that word anymore because Sierra says she's a Christian, but yeah, she still end up half naked. But I, anyway, I know better. But anyway, I'm just saying, this lady is completely out of alignment. That entire ministry, as well as the marriages, are completely out of alignment. It is not aligned according to God's word. Okay, now I want to read a few scriptures. Now, I want to start with, let's see. I am going to start with 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 to 12. And this one is taken, um, I will be reading from either, it's going to be either New King James or King James Version. I think this one is King New King James. And this is what it says. Once again, 2 Timothy 2, verses 11 to 12. Let a woman learn in silence with all submission. And I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. Yes, we can teach other women, younger women, children. But we are not to have authority over a man. But to be in silence. Next verse is 1 Corinthians 14, verses 34 to 35. And I also believe this is the New King James Version as well. And it reads, Let women keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but they are to be submissive as the law also says. And if they want to learn something, let them ask their own own husbands at home for it is shameful for women to speak in church now i've heard some people say this is about teaching okay so if 
it is about teaching. Let's say that's what it is. Okay. So if it's telling us that we are not permitted to speak, in other words, like if they're teaching something, we, we're not to ask questions in church. Instead, we need to go home and ask our husbands. Okay. If that's what it's, it's saying, okay, fine. So if it's telling us that, so then how is it that if we cannot ask a question in church while they're teaching, but instead we're supposed to ask our husbands at home. So how is it that we can be pastors of a church with men sitting under what we have in a, a female, um, a entire female congregation? Now, if it's at a woman's conference, that's different. You know, I'm not that that's totally different. But in this church, men are sitting under her. And let's not forget, not just men sitting under her, the same man that she fighting over, she, she trying to tear up this, this prophetess, Natasha Davis, over, is sitting under her. Then we have Titus 1 verses 6 to 9, which reads, which reads, now, this is basically the qualifications of a overseer because she also calls herself overseer. So I'm reading from Titus 1 verses 6 to 9, and it reads, and this is from the King James Version. If any be blameless, the husband of one wife. It didn't say the wife of one husband. So number one, this whole scenario is completely already turned upside down but let me keep reading once again let me start over he said if any be blameless the husband of one wife having faithful children not accused of riot or unruly and then it says here for a bishop must be blameless also considered as an overseer like a pastor same thing for a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre, which is money, for a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed. He said also, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, Sober, just, holy, temperate, holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Now, I think I want to read that in, let me try to pull that up in New King James Version. That was the King James Version that I was reading, but let's read it from once again from the New King Version at this point. And I'm starting from actually verse five, qualified elders. So this is what it says. For this reason, I left you in Crete that you should set in order the things that are lacking and appoint elders in every city as I commanded you. If a man is blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children not accused of dissipation 
or insubordination. For a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God, not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not given to wine, nor violent, not greedy for money, but hospitable, a lover of what is good, sober-minded, just wholly self-controlled, holding fast the faithful word as he, he, not she, has been taught, that he, not she, may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convict those who contradict. Okay? That is Titus 1 from 6 to 9. Now, it clearly says he, it doesn't say she. Now I'm going to be reading first Titus three from verses one to verse seven. So first Timothy three reading from verse one to verse seven. And I will, of course, will be reading from the new King James version and it reads, this is a faithful saying. Well, actually, the heading is qualifications of overseers. This is a faithful saying. If a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. A bishop then must be blameless. The husband of one wife. Temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous. One who rules his own house, well having his children in submission with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, lest being puffed up with pride, he fall into the same condemnation as the devil. Moreover, he must have a good testimony among those who are outside, lest he fall into reproach and the sneer of the devil. So that's number one. You know, um, there are so many things that are wrong with this ministry. The Bible clearly tells us to be an overseer. Now also, let's see, because so that was First Timothy 3. Is that where I'm at? Okay, hold on one second. So I am going to look up some definitions in the Bible dictionary. I thought I already did. Guess I did not put it down. Yes, I didn't. Okay. But anyway, we will as soon as I can hold up. Okay. So here I am. 
I am going to be looking up the word bishop because it's under qualifications of overseers and she has herself as an overseer. So, okay, let's see what it says here. Okay, so I'm going to find expository dictionary and they have it as bishop or overseer. And this is what it says. An overseer, bishop, which has precisely the same meaning, which is also found in Acts 20 verses 28, Philippians 1 verses 1, 1 Titus 3 verses 2, Titus 1 verses 1 to 7, Titus 1 verses 7, I'm sorry, 1 Peter 2 verses 25. This is an elder, which is another term for the same person as bishop or overseer. The term elder indicates the mature spiritual experience and understanding of those so described the term bishop or overseer indicates the character of the work undertaking and according to the divine will and appointment as in the New Testament there were to be bishops in every local church. Where the singular is used, the passage is describing what a bishop should be. Christ himself is spoken of as the bishop of souls. That's taken from Vine's Expository Dictionary. <clears throat> now, I think I saw the Smith. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's see what Smith. Let me see what the King James Dictionary says. Okay, according to then it says, this is a true saying, if a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. A bishop then must be blameless. Okay, the same thing like we read in 1 Timothy 3 once. Okay, that doesn't really help me there. So let me go and check the Smith Dictionary. The Smith Bible Dictionary. Let's see what they have to say. Okay. Now, this is Smith's Bible Dictionary, and it says, because depending on what translation, it'll say bishop, and other translations will say overseer. More or less, it's the same thing. The word originally signified an overseer or spiritual superintendent. The titles bishop and elder or pribester were essentially equivalent. Bishop is from the Greek and denotes one who exercises the function of overseeing. Presbyter was derived from the office in the synagogue of the order in which the first elders or bishops were appointed as of the occasion which led to the institution of the office. We have no record. The duties of the bishop or elders appear to have been as follows. General superintendence over the spiritual well-being of the flock. The work of teaching both publicly and privately. The work of visiting the sick. Among other acts of charity, that of receiving strangers occupied a conspicuous place. Peter calls Christ the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Okay, so... Let me go back here. Okay, so this is some stuff I wanted to cover real quickly. Now, I'm doing a quick little breakdown here of both of these individuals. Jamila Gooden, as well as 
Fred Gooden. And these are clear things that you can see. Jamila refers to herself as the overseer or pastor of Unity Church. Number one, that is not biblical. Number two, she's been married five times. This is her fifth husband. Okay, I'm not knocking this lady, but I have to be honest here. There are people that are sitting under this lady. This ministry is not in alignment. I always knew it wasn't, but I never knew to what degree. Until a few months back when she had that outburst and then I found out it was five husbands. And I was like, what? And I always knew it was out of alignment because she was always the mouthpiece. The men were in the back and she's normally in the front sitting, talking. She's the mouthpiece. Never a good sign. Number three, her current husband is a divorcee. In other words, he still has a living wife. Why they divorce? I have no clue. Number four, she seems to be the head because she does all the talking. She's always in the lead. And of course, she's the one that founded that church with the last husband. So of course, she ain't going to let this one come in and try to tell her what to do. And when you look at most of the videos, it's mostly always her talking and he's sitting behind her. Kind of reminds me of that picture of Rihanna on the cover or something. He holding the baby and she, she leading in front. Definitely not of the Lord. And this is something I picked up about her. I think it was either 2016 or 17. And now you can clearly see because now it's out and open for the world to see. There's a Jezebel spirit. And she is the head in the marriage and as well as the church, which is completely out of alignment. And now let's go over to Mr. Fred. He's on his second marriage. His first wife still alive. I have no reason. I don't know why they divorced, but either way, he's married to his current wife and he's also the fifth husband of his current wife. And these people lead a church with people sitting under them. So he's the fifth husband of his current wife. So fifth husband of his second wife. Then third, he calls himself an apostle. Definitely not appointed by God. There's no way in the world. As far as I co I'm concerned, outside of the 12, they ain't no apostles. And when I say the 12, no, I ain't counting Judas. Paul will fit in that slot to become the 12th. And those 12 are part of the 24 elders that the book of Revelation speaks about. Anything after that, I, I, I can't call him apostles. And even if I can, I definitely can't call him an apostle. There's no way he can be an apostle of God. 
on his second marriage and married to a woman. The Bible talks about marrying a divorced woman and she ain't just been divorced once. This, this is her fifth husband. So tell me what's going on here. And he's clearly led by his wife. That's number four. Number one, from the time she started, he should have been up on the stage and took that microphone from her. But he knew he couldn't because she would have beat him right there in front of everyone with that microphone. Because clearly she's the one that wears the pants. And he wears the skirt. Number five, I detect spirit of Ahab. Like Gino Jennings said, he's a, he, well, he's not even the head at home. And he definitely is not the head in church. And as part of the scriptures that I just read, the Bible says he's supposed to be able to be the head at home as well as at the church. And he's neither. And last, he is the tail in both the marriage and the church. This is a highly dysfunctional ministry. This is no ministry of the Lord. I am sorry. So I am not surprised with all the stuff that is going on around it and has been going on or going, you know, going on around it because it is not biblical. Nothing stands on the word of God. Nothing does. And even if she just had one husband, it's still out of error. It is not in alignment with the word of God. The man is supposed to lead. I don't know what it is that women think that they have to lead. Now, I'm not a doormat. But I know my place. Yeah, I may never have been married. But even if I had a married, I still, I know my place. And I would know my place. Would I say I would agree with everything my husband would have said? Of course, I don't think so. But I still know that's my husband. I have to respect my husband and that my husband has to lead. Back in my day, I was never interested in men that were soft. Ahab men, mm -mm, don't work for me. And oftentimes women that carry that Jezebel spirit, they are attracted to Ahab men. They need Ahab men because they need men that are going to do what they tell them to do. And like I said before, listen, Ain't nothing sexy about that. And ain't nothing holy. I'm sorry. There's nothing sexy. The man have to lead. Now, am I going to say, well, if he trying to lead me in a ditch, I'm just going to walk blindly behind him. No, I'm not. I'm going to stop him. Listen, this road you're heading on, you ain't going in the right direction. I can't go with you. Is either you're going to have to straighten up or we're going to have to straighten out if you catch my drift. But he's still my husband. I have to respect my husband. My husband is supposed to be my head. Not me being the head. Now it's a difference if you marry and God forbid something maybe happened to your husband. He get in an accident or, you know, maybe he can't maneuver himself like before. And of course, well, it, you become the head of the house because your husband no longer is able to because maybe something happened. I don't know. That's different. But as long as he's an able-bodied man, he's supposed to be the head of the house. He's supposed to be able to have the say. 
And there is nothing in this lady's ministry. Imagine you trying to kick. Well, she said she coming for, she trying to, she going for somebody's tail for her husband, the same husband who belonged to another wife. Who still has another wife who's living? How does that sound? How does that even sound? And probably the word that the, the poor lady had was, was Fred repent. Wow. Church is becoming comical. You know what? I am so thankful that I can tune into podcasts like Omega Man Radio and hear true men of God, true, you know, true preachers and teachers of the word and know that, you know what? There's still good churches out there. We thank God for that. Because this is no joke. All you see today is like a power trip in the church. And like I said, I'm going to say it again. There ain't no women pastors nowhere in the Bible. And even if women were allowed to become pastors, if God did not call you to that particular function, you shouldn't be operating in it. Much less we're not supposed to be. And I know many people argue on this, but I ain't the one to argue with. You need to go to the Bible and go argue with the Lord. It is not biblical. So if it's not biblical, clearly this foundation, you, what is it called? What was the name of the church called? Unity, CCM, whatever it's called. This foundation is built on sand. And what is happening right here before our eyes, it is crumbling. There is nothing holy about this marriage, this partnership, nor that ministry. My only advice that I can say to those that want to wake up is to run. Come out from under her, like the Bible says. Come out from amongst them. Come out. Because it is not the right place. And like we got a saying back in the Caribbean, if the, if the fish head spoiled, the whole fish ain't no good. And right now the head is spoiled. I'm sorry. So the body can never be good. I do hope and pray that Miss Jamila gets the help she needs. But most importantly, I truly, I truly hope and pray that Miss Jamila, if she doesn't have Christ and because she's, she's not demonstrating it, I'm sorry. I know there's some people they do, you know, people can trigger you. Yeah. But you still have to control yourself, especially as children of the living God. Much less if you're claiming to be in that position that you have no business being in, but that's where you want to be. So then even more so, you have to be more careful. It is truly very, very sad. It is very sad. It is very sad. Very, very sad to actually hear someone attacking another child of God. Uh, well, is it another child of God? Well, to me, I would think um, prophetess is more the child. But to be very honest, even if 
what she's saying is true, that this lady was trying to do X, Y, and Z. Number one, he's not even her husband. He's not her husband. <laughs> he's not a husband in God's eyes. He is not her husband in God's eyes. And she is not his wife in God's eyes neither. So I'm confused. Which God are they preaching? Which Christ are they sharing? Must be the new age one because yeah, it ain't the one of the Bible. God is not an author of confusion. This is confusion. Like we said back home from top to bottom. Teen good. Sorry, but it's not. It is not. And this is sad. This is sad. We are living in some times that are no joke. And to see this going on in the church, may God help us. And that's as much as I can say at this point. But yeah, run. And of course, many are defending her. And let them continue to defend her. When God, as he is starting to deal with her, he will deal with them just as well. Because there is nothing that this lady is doing. And it, it, it's, it's, it's been before this. It's long before this or even the last outburst, excuse me, that she's been out of alignment. She's been out of alignment a long time ago. It's not just now. It's because no one addressed it back then. It got to where it was. She had the outburst and now here's the next one. So what's next? But anyway, so that's all I have for this particular unpromptu episode. Once again, may God help us. May God help us all. Yeah. So see you in the next episode whenever that is. I hope it ain't soon. I hope it's not till the next three weeks. But yeah, I had to do this one. So be safe and be blessed. God bless. Peace.